I said, take, take. I said, take, take, take. Me out. To the ball. Gang. Take. I said, take, take. Me out with the crowd. Now buy me some peanuts. Buy me some peanuts. Buy me. Buy me. Buy me. Buy me. Buy me. Buy me. And welcome to this week's episode of the Black Guys Like Baseball 2 podcast. Keeping you in that safe space for black baseball fans. Brian, what's going on this week with you, my brother? What is up? What is up? Man, it is beautiful weather, and unfortunately, everybody's on lockdown. <laughs> in your own house. <laughs> stay in, stay indoors, keep social distancing, and, you know, uh, keep yourself entertained. As you all know, at this point, there is... Not only no baseball, there's only there's no sports to actually speak of, watch, follow, ascertain all the words you want to throw in there. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to you know discuss you know a few things that have gone on and discuss you know what would be opening day today as you listen to this episode and everything that should be or would be going on for opening day. Um, yeah, so Brian, how you coping with the loss of uh, opening day? I am so salty because, as I just said, you know, it is 70 degrees and tomorrow, well, yeah, it's 70 degrees. So, like, it's great weather, um, it's partly cloudy, and today would have been opening day. And in our earlier podcast, we were just saying that, you know, with with the opening day being so early this year, like it could mess around and still be snowing in the Midwest for all we know. And now it is 70 degrees sunny and <laughs> we are stuck in the house. <laughs> this is insane. I'm about to lose it. I can't watch ESPN because all they're talking about is Tom Brady. <laughs> Man. I'm just Man, losing it. <laughs> no idea how irritating that is like when they first announced that they were doing like seven hours of tom brady that i think it was last sunday yeah i was like they can't be serious and then yeah. i turned on espn and they were serious they were very serious like that's that i felt like that saved them a whole week of production like thank god this 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 new <laughs> drop because what else could we possibly talk about <laughs> yeah espn is is hurting as much as the rest of us because you know, at this point, I just kind of tune into uh, first take out of curiosity, just to see mm-hmm. what they're going to talk about, and they 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 got nothing. Like <laughs> they literally got nothing. The other day, they were debating who was the most feared boxer, George Foreman or Mike Tyson, and I was like, all right, come on now, like, <laughs> like they, just come on the air and be like, man, we ain't got shit to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like they are literally resulting to barbershop talk at this point. Which is cool, yeah. but it's like, you know, you can't keep it funky like you would in a barbershop. So it was like, all right, man, what are, what are we really doing? I mean, they even, uh, on our local news, they have even resulted uh, to the sports uh, commentators 
um, telling people to send in like just highlight tapes of people doing stuff like, hey, if you have a Nerf, (laughs) you know, saying you can do some cool Nerf basketball tricks, like send that in like legit, like we we will air it like (laughs) so i mean at this point it's it's pretty bad we need sports in a major way right now yeah man so uh again i'm I'm sure the rest of you are hurting the way that we are uh, without sports particularly baseball as you know i stated before with today uh actually scheduled to be opening day in major league baseball um so yeah but, you know, we're here. We digress. Hopefully we'll get some kind of resolution on baseball soon. Um, only two really newsworthy events, I guess you would say, uh, coming out of Major League Baseball. One, Red Sox pitcher Chris Sale is actually going to go ahead and have the uh, Tommy John surgery that he needs. This actually, Corona kind of bailed the Red Sox and Chris Sale out of this situation. Because it might have been a tough year for the both of them if they tried to run, you know, Chris Sale out there to pitch. And also Noah Sandegard, the Mets starting pitcher, is going to have Tommy John surgery as well. Um, he actually suffered an injury and nobody knows how or why exactly. Um, because there's no baseball activities and there's no spring training and he shouldn't even be touching the baseball at this point, but he <laughs> he actually is going to have uh, Tommy John surgery, and that would end his 2020 season as well. So, um, yeah, any conspiracy theories on how exactly Noah Sandegard got hurt? Uh, I don't know, man. That that's just that's just weird to me. Like you had a, a season-ending injury. <laughs> <laughs> on your day no off. Season. Right. Yeah, with no season. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was shooting dice in the alley or something, like, with the wrong crowd. Like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, that's that's pretty uh, pretty weird because, I, I mean, I, I wasn't following the Mets, so I don't know if he had, like, you know, tendonitis at first or and then it right. you know, resulted in being something else. I don't remember hearing anything, but um, yeah, to me, this came out of nowhere. Yeah, and I'm with you. I don't really follow the Mets that closely uh, either, so I don't know if he had a pre-existing injury that just kind of flared up on him. I mean, I, I kind of read up on his situation and his story to see what was going on, and there was no mention of any pre-existing injuries at all. So, I mean, I don't want to speculate what happened in that man's household that made him tear something in his forearm or whatever mm-hmm. but hey shout out to him hope he gets better all that great stuff yeah. um so yeah we're gonna i guess monitor that situation see if any news comes out of that um and uh just moving forward pitchers players just stay put in your easy chair i guess yeah just take it easy you know don't get fat uh, run on the treadmill at home and wait for the season to start. <laughs> yeah, man, because getting injured, like you said, on your day off, like getting fired on your day off, just doesn't make a lot of sense. So uh hope you guys stay safe out there. And so, don't um, go to the DR. Do not go to DR. <laughs> <laughs> you know why. 
<laughs> enlighten us, Brian. Why can't people... uh, it doesn't uh, end well for some people. I'll leave it at that. I know nothing. All right, so we're going to take this opportunity to actually tell you guys a little bit about ourselves and our, I guess, passion, fanhood for baseball, uh, players that we love growing up, players that we like act currently that are active, all of that good stuff, give you a little bit of background uh, into our uh, particular world of baseball. So with that, Brian, um, could you just, like, you know, talk about who, you know, inspired you to get, you know, into the game of baseball and why you got into baseball being that few, so few black men are actually interested in the sport, I guess, statistically or conceptually or stereotypical or all those type of words. Right. Yeah. All of them. Every single one. Nah. Um, yeah. It was just one of those things. Uh, you know, my dad took me to a game uh, down at Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati uh, back in the day. Um, and uh, it was just one of those things where I was like, wow, this is this is beautiful. Like just the, all the, the fans, the, the players. Um, I can't remember exactly how old I was, maybe like seven or so. Um, but it was just one of those things where like you legit fell in love with the game. Like this, this is pretty cool. I, you know, I, I love to play this. So um, I play like, you know, Little League, T-ball and uh, all that good stuff. Um, uh, growing up so some of my uh favorite players back in the day i think my very first player was like ozzy smith like i still don't think that man's uh name is anywhere where it needs to be like yeah like, i actually agree with that a lot yeah like the wizard was everything to me man like uh so ozzy smith was the man back in the day um uh a, a hometown hero barry larkin hall of famer you know uh Love Barry Larkin, uh, uh, Pete Rose, you know, being a homer here, but these are just like the people who I got to got a chance to see. Um, right. uh, who else? Who else? Uh, I like Kenny Lofton. Kenny yeah, Lofton. Kenny Lofton was a man too. That, that was that dude, man. Um, why is he a sidebar? Why is he not in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he if he was like a victim of like kind of like the Jordan curse, but in baseball, like playing with King Griffey jr. In that era. <laughs> right. Like, cause I, I don't know. Like that's, that's a very good question. Um, um, you know, he, he, he was a pretty good player. Uh, I, I don't think he gets the, the respect he deserves, um, as being a great player. Uh, yeah, he had a lot of highlights, <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. That, that's a good question. Uh, I like Kenny Lofton though. I ain't forgot about you, Kenny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else? Who else? Um, um, oh man, uh, it hasn't been too long since uh, he stopped playing, but his son is not playing. But Vlad Guerrero, I have never yeah. seen somebody so country strong. Like this man <laughs> never wore batting gloves. And can hit the ball a mile. It's like if you got an older <laughs> one, it's a wrap. And you know he had a cannon for an arm. Um, so yeah, Vlad Guerrero was that dude, man. and he swung at everything and hit. Everything. Like I mean, he, he went stuff down. out of the zone that was like yeah. 
drop down to his knees to get a hold of it and still send that mug out the park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I remember all the highlights on ESPN. Uh, who was that? Was that Rich Eisen? No, no, oh, no, no, it was Kenny Mayne when he was like, he got it. You know what I'm saying? I remember <laughs> all those highlights, man. Like, yeah, Black Guerrero is that dude, man. Obviously, Ken Griffey Jr., I said that uh, before. Uh, yeah. Who else? Who else? Um, uh, I got, I'm going to be a homer one more time. Uh, man, Brandon Phillips of the Reds, man. He uh, Very underrated player. Yeah, yeah. That that was my dude, man. Like, the energy he brought was, was great. Like, he never took a playoff. He, he played hard. Um, yeah, Brandon Phillips was that dude, too. So, I'll probably leave it at there. I know I'm leaving a ton of players off, but uh, those are the ones that come to mind right away. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, and it's similar to what uh, you just said, um, first game I went to was with my pops like way, way back in the day. Um, We were actually out of town, and we went to a Yankees game. And the first game I ever went to was at the old Yankee Stadium, which kind of is the reason I'm a Yankees fan now. (laughs) Um, I forget how. I was probably about 9 or 10 years old when – we went to that game, and I just remember them winning. So it was like, all right, I went to see the team. They were my favorite team. <laughs> that's like the depth of my Yankee yeah. fandom. But, I mean, that's just how it is with a kid. And it, it's interesting because I remember watching um, Luke Cage on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And in season one, there was a girl that owned, like, a memorabilia shop. And, like, two guys were there talking, and they were saying that, like, baseball is a game of fathers and sons, which yeah. is, like, super true. Because so many people you talk to, you know, the first game they ever went to was, you know, with their pops or a father figure, somebody like that. Right. Uh, so that's kind of where baseball started for me. And, you know, player-wise, I mean, we admire a lot of the same players. I mean, obviously, you're Ken Griffey Juniors, um, Kenny Loftins, Barry Bonds was probably my favorite player growing up. Okay. Uh, just watching him, even before he got to San Fran, it was just like killing killing a ball. I was a fan of his back, you know, when he's with the pirates and he was mm-hmm. still like a monster. Um, Tony Gwynn was another one. Ooh. One of the, the, the best hitters like ever, like straight yeah. hitters, like pure hitters. Tony Gwynn was up there. He was never in shape, but he could like hit. Yeah. He didn't need to. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My man was never in shape. Like don't, don't let, if a ball got, over his head, I mean, it was a, it was a double, but he made up for it. In right. His next at bat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ricky Henderson is another one. Absolutely, that was probably the best leadoff hitter in the history of baseball, in my opinion. I mean, power, speed. Um, he really knew how to run the bases. Yes. he was probably the most, probably one of the most dangerous you know, batters that, you know, Major League Baseball, you know, has ever seen. And being that he hit in a leadoff spot, you know, that was that was huge. Uh-huh. Um, Frank Thomas was another one. He was a monster at the plate. Yeah. I mean, he could hit one out at any any given time. Uh, like you said, Vlad Guerrero, like, did everything your little league coach told you not to do at the plate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but was still successful. I mean, my man swung on, like, Oh, three counts. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Take it. Just take the base. Like, what are you doing? Like, nah, I'm going to take this out the park. (laughs) Right. Swung out of the strike zone, you know, all types of stuff. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, I just always, you know, had an affinity, you know, for the game from that first experience and then watching players come up. Um, even to this day, um, I don't know if I mentioned on any other podcast, but I still collect, like, baseball cards and stuff like that. So I still have, like, a heavy love for the game, yeah. you know, through all of that. And I'm actually learning. And, you know, one of the features that we do on the podcast, haven't done the last few episodes, um, is the, the Negro League spotlight. And I'm actually learning a lot about the Negro Leagues now because, you know, this year is the 100th year of, you know, the beginning of the Negro League. So I just wanted to learn a lot about the Negro Leagues this year. And, you know, it kind of sucks that baseball has gotten shut down because of the coronavirus because they were supposed to do a lot of things to celebrate the Negro Leagues throughout this season. So hopefully, you know, when things get up and running, they'll, you know, resume that. But I was actually kind of looking forward to that just to get those, you know, history lessons in. Right, right. That would have been dope. You know, with that, I mean – what I mean, what are we gonna do? <laughs> what are we gonna do, man? Uh man, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, nobody gets caught up in anything. You know, no scandals. Uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully, no more Astro players. You know, get caught up in anything. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. We need, we need something to talk about, though. <laughs> right. Hopefully, uh. Carl Crawford won't give any rappers shady contracts. Boy, yeah. <laughs> and Jay Carl. Prince won't have to get involved and, you know, yeah. all of that good stuff. <laughs> but um, I will say that, and I don't know if it's um, Major League Baseball or YouTube, but they've actually been doing a good job of pushing baseball content to the forefront on YouTube, I've noticed, over the last couple of weeks. Okay, okay. I don't know if it's because people are going on and like searching old baseball stuff to kind of fill that void, but I've I've been getting like a lot of suggestions for like old All Star games and home run derbies and highlights and stuff like that. So I think that they're, they're trying to do everything they can to keep you know baseball on the forefront of everybody's mind, even you know they're not playing. Yeah. So salute to YouTube or MLB whoever's kind of like spearheading that. That that movement that's going on on YouTube, yeah, it's needed. Needed. Uh, we need something to uh, keep us entertained and get us in a baseball mood. Because uh, I wish we can get a date. Like, hey, this is opening day. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have something or to look you, forward to. Or even if it's like a tentative date, like we might start. Yeah. Yeah. On this date, that would be cool. But. As of right now, if you're a Yankee, I mean a baseball fan, Freudian slip, I say Yankees fan, but <laughs> if you're a baseball fan, it's it's a struggle right now because we're getting like nothing. Yeah. So what's your speculation on um so let's say, you know, tomorrow or whatever, they come out and say, Hey, everything is good. Like, how long do you think like do you think the players are gonna go back to st- spring training or do you think they're going to be like, okay, one week of spring training and then the season starts? Like, just get ready. Like, what do you think will happen? Um, I think they have to do some kind of spring training, even if it's like a week or two, because they got to get in a groove. Like, right. baseball's not the kind of sport you can just roll off the couch and go play and be legit good. Right. So I think they would have to do at least two weeks of spring training before an opening day. Yeah. And – because I don't think they 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 got what one week of actual spring training games in before the shutdown, or was it two? I think it was two. 
I think it was two. Okay. We had some decent content with the, uh, you know, the open mic and everything. So yeah, I think it was about like two weeks of spring training. Um, and then everything kind of slowed down and got shut down after that. So yeah, I, I'm in agreement. Uh, I was speculating at least two weeks of spring training. Uh, just like I said, just get back, get back in the groove. Uh, remember the plays, pitchers and catchers have to be in sync and, you right. know, and let's be real. Everybody got to get back in shape. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've been chilling. They've been chilling. <laughs> so the pitchers got to, like, you know, warm their arms back up. Yeah. You know, like you said, they got to get back in sync with the catchers. People got to get, you know, that plate discipline back up to see some pitches. And Right. I mean, the only thing going on right now, you got a bunch of players doing, like, trick shots on TikTok and dance videos and all that type of stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. They definitely gonna need some kind of baseball activity to get back in the groove of things. Man, I know uh, my man Dusty Baker might be happy right now because he's not having to deal Ooh. with <laughs> yeah. a whole bunch of like questions and nonsense coming mm-hmm. off the cheating scandal and all that good stuff. Right, right. I'm I'm still pulling for you, uh, Dusty man. Like you got a shady deal, but <laughs> good on you for for stepping up and, and taking it <laughs> hey man my brother i hope your direct deposits are still going through right make sure that check clears right <laughs> and and again like we said on the last uh podcast uh your man christian yellich signed his contract right on time yes he did right before the lockdown so salute to him so maybe he did come out on top <laughs> oh he really came out on top <laughs> Like he got a raise without going to work, like right. <laughs> that's the American dream, right there. Yeah, he got paid on his day off, and and uh, Syndergaard is uh, got hurt on his day off. So. <laughs> right. Like I said, today would be opening day, and it's a little bit depressing not to have baseball going on. Uh, this I thought the season would be kind of exciting for a whole bunch of different reasons, um, with some of the big moves that were made. Uh, some of the players that are um, gearing up for big years, like I wanted to see Yelich get back out there. Wanted to see what Betts was going to do in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Ronald Acuna a lot. He kind of emerged over the second half of last year, so I was just kind of excited to see what was going to, you know, happen this season. But you know, like I said, everything got shut all the way down, and we are sportsless, <laughs> like to the tenth degree. Yeah. So I, I wish I had tips for you guys on how to cope, but I ain't got nothing. Yeah. If you got tips for us, email them to us. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good thing. If if anybody out there is listening, send us tips on how to get through this lockout. Uh, we do have a Gmail account set up, blackguysbaseball@gmail.com. So if you have ways to actually cope with the lack of baseball this season, definitely you know shoot us an email. Let us know how you're – how you're scratching that itch of baseball or what you're supplementing in its place. And, you know, we'll get them in on the show and see if they, you know, help us at all. Because right now it's, it's, it's kind of hurting if you're a baseball fan. That is a very abbreviated episode of the Black Guys Like Baseball 2 podcast. Hopefully, not, well, we definitely won't have any developments next week because things are still being shut down. But hopefully we'll get some news out of the world of baseball next week. Uh, we'll come up with some conversation to have uh, over over the next few days, hopefully, uh, to keep kind of the baseball conversation going because at some point it's just going to die and be nothing to talk about whatsoever. 
unless we get super creative. We'll try. (laughs) (laughs) No promises whatsoever. None. (laughs) So please like, share, comment, give feedback. We're up on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. You can always reach out to us via email, blackguysbaseball at gmail.com. If you want to hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, uh, you can reach me at Terrence underscore media. And Brian, where can they get to you on social media? Uh, They can find me at uh, DJ Enhance on Twitter and Enhance the Selector on Instagram. And will you be doing any live DJing on IG Live? I mean, after D Nice got all those people and they was tipping them for that. Hey, I, I, you may find me on IG this Saturday, uh, spinning the classic hits. <laughs> Man, I say go for it. Like we had a bunch of local DJs in Baltimore doing it just to get some some name circulation going on. Right, right. I ain't mad at them. So I say go for it. Even though I think uh, hot, hot, hot take here. I think Quest Loves was a little bit better than D Nice, just in my personal opinion. But yeah, because nobody has a better record collection than Quest Love. Nobody. Yo, this dude was spinning like reggae that I've never heard in my life. <laughs> like reggae remakes, like it was ridiculous. Yeah. But but yeah, follow Brian on Instagram. Maybe he'll do a DJ set for us one night and try to compete with the big dogs out there. Get a little market share on the IG Live. Uh, But again, thanks for listening. Uh, Condolences to opening day, which was to be today. I hope we all make it through. And I guess we will talk to you guys again next week, hopefully. Yeah. All right, peace. Peace.